Everything That Rocks, Laser 103.3. Time for today's Hall Pass. My special guest is Godsmack frontman Sully Erna. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm running a little late. I uh, ran into some problems, and I was just trying to play catch-up now. Uh, dude, you don't need to apologize to me. I'm just happy to have you. Thanks for your time. Sure, no worries. Got a bunch of items I want to hit on. Let's start with the fact that you're now three singles into When Legends Rise, the latest of which every bit as successful as the previous two. That's got to be a great feeling, knowing there's positive support, regardless of what each song delivers sonically. I got to tell you, it's really been an impressive album cycle so far, and um, we're having so much fun with it. We really, really love this record and, and chose to get behind it as hard as we have because of that. Um, so just to see it performing and having the people enjoy it and seeing new people, like it's really opened up doors, I think, for a broader fan base. And it's it's been great, man. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed the ride so far. I brought this up last July when we spoke in person before you headlined our anniversary show here in Des Moines. Godsmack is one of the truly great hard rock bands of the new millennium, and you're able to also show a vulnerability that ensures your albums are never one-dimensional. How crucial is that to maintaining a prolonged career like you have? Well, I think it's extremely important, and, and it's been a learning experience because, you know, as we were just coming up in the in the 90s, um, you know, we were, I was at least a very young, angry guy that had a lot of other issues going on, and it's no wonder that that music came out a lot more aggressive. But as, you know, as we've grown and our lives have changed um, and we've evolved as humans and people and songwriters um i would expect the music would grow with those personalities and grow with the fan base because you know the same 25 year old kid that was listening to godsmack in 98 is now you know 50 years old or whatever and has an 18 year old of his own um and so they're discovering the band through their parents and this you know whole new generation if not two that it's come up since then so <clears throat> I think it's important that the music has to evolve and we don't write the same stuff all the time. Um, but it's also important that we try to keep the thread of the integrity and the power of what the band has built our career on and not shift too much in one shot and you know freak out the audience and alienate the core fans. Well, fortunately, you've shown that kind of sonic diversity since the debut album with the kind of business Voodoo did, for example. And I think it'd be odd not to hear something in that vein from this band, but hey, just one man's opinion. Today's Hall Pass with Godsmack frontman Sully Erna, who has recently lent his voice and support to a cause near and dear to him, which I'll ask about here in a bit. But in the spirit of that headline, Sully, having multiple outlets to express yourself is no doubt a therapeutic thing. First time I heard Under Your Scars, I could tell there was much more to that song than just a set of lyrics over some instrumentation. Tell me about the foundation and inspired and your involvement. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's funny that you bring that one up because it really has the most layers to the story out of all the songs I've ever written and really has become an extremely important song for me and because it's it's now lends itself to such a bigger purpose but you know the song came to me because um, I went through an experience with someone that you know I realized that sometimes as humans our nature is when we have some of these um, imperfections or, you know, wounds that we carry inside of ourselves and they're exposed, we tend to shut down and walk away and, 
um, you know, because we're embarrassed by them or feel unworthy or vulnerable or whatever it is. And and so that the song, you know, was really about finding acceptance and, and living with these scars that we have um, and showing them off to the world, really, instead of hiding them, um, you know, so we can hopefully inspire others to tell their stories. And maybe that's how we'll start making a dent in this insane suicide epidemic that we're experiencing and things like that. Um, which by the way, I, I lost two of my very good friends to suicide not too long ago as well. So, mm. um, but that whole thought process and, and when that song came around and it was really about finding that acceptance, it kind of triggered the whole idea to birth the scars foundation because I always wanted to do like a nonprofit and dedicate my time and energy to give back but I could never really find my lane because I wasn't affected by someone who had passed away from cancer or AIDS or some of those things that, you know, are very important as well, but just never affected me on a personal level yet. Um, and hopefully won't, but, but these kind of categories, you know, from bullying to PTSD or suicide prevention, severe depression, addiction, you know, those are all the things that I kind of grew up around and experienced myself. And I felt like maybe, maybe this is really where my expertise lies because I lived it. And, um, and then, you know, being affected by people that I've lost over it, I try to think of every kind of category that funnels people into a depressive state of mind. And, and that's what the Scars Foundation became. So, um, it's, you know, it, it's not only helping people on a global level by raising money to give to these experts in those fields, but it's becoming a community where people can just kind of go and talk and tell their stories and try to inspire others to come forward and flush it out because the depression, that's the invisible killer and we can't see it um, like you can if someone was an amputee or a burn victim or something that you can offer help to. So we have to flush it out, you know, and get it out of the body and I think that's the only way to do it is to just try to get people talking and um, inspire them somehow through our own stories. And that, so that's, that's what the scars foundation is about. I urge my listeners to check out the scars foundation online at godsmack.com slash scars foundation. It's all one word. Wrapping up today's edition of the hall pass. My special guest is Sully Erna of Godsmack who now have the rest of 2019 mapped out in terms of touring you recently just announced a big run with Hailstorm upcoming, which is going to be a killer. Yeah, we are so looking forward to that. You know, we, we really love the Hailstorm camp. And, uh, again, they've grown quite a bit over the years, and we've watched them, you know, rise up to become a very great live entertaining band as well. And uh, so we're, we're very much looking forward to this. It's, you know, back to kind of two bands in an arena and um, – big big fat rock shows noticed you spent some time in vegas over the independence day holiday a little ufc a little aerosmith i couldn't think of a better way to celebrate our country than both of those things yeah totally i I agree it was great to relive my childhood through aerosmith and then you know go see people get punched in the face (laughs) that's a good fourth of july yes right right i'm assuming you've met the guys What, what do you think of the old adage that suggests you should never meet your heroes well, you know, it's just, it, it really is a gamble sometimes because I've been just as disappointed as, as I've been blessed with meeting some of my childhood heroes. But it was more that I've noticed that the real legendary bands 
you know, the bands that have every right to be arrogant or egotistical if they wanted to be are the bands that are the coolest bands. When you meet James Hetfield, when you meet Steven Tyler and Joe Perry and Neil Peart from Rush and, you know, some of the uh, these iconic bands that I grew up listening to, I find that they are the coolest guys, you know? And then there's this kind of the middle bands that, you know, are just kind of forced, trying to force that respect that become a bit, you know, not so approachable. Sure. And, um, yeah, I, I, I like to follow, you know, the icons versus the middle bands more because, I think that's the way to just treat people in general. And I've always been a fan of trying to be respectful and, um, you know, treating everybody equally and just being kind. And, you know, I know I get it. We're all busy. We're all on a schedule and, and things become monotonous after a while, you know, pictures and photos and interviews and things. And, but it's what we signed up for. And, and so, you know, you can't be a complainer about it. You just have to kind of understand it's part of the day's work. Um, and, and I've found another way to actually start enjoying it again because I like hearing people's stories. I enjoy talking to people sometimes. I may not always have the time to do it, but I certainly try to, you know, treat people with care and respect. That was going to be my next question. You know, have you given much thought to the fact that newer artists look up to you in the same way you do with Aerosmith and others? And what do you think of that role of being an influence? Well, good. I hope they do, because I try to pave the right way. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm doing the right thing. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that think I'm an ass. But, um, but, you know, I I really do try to be mindful of that every day, because I know how it feels to be on the other side of it. And, um, you know, especially with this cause, you know, that I'm behind now, the last thing I want to do is make people feel unworthy, because, um, you know, part of this whole program is to try to, get the people that feel unworthy to understand that they're not and that we all have these imperfections. So why would I want to treat people any differently? Yep. A couple more quick items. And again, wanted to thank you for being on the show today, Sully. Word is you've got a documentary coming soon on your life leading up to Godsmack getting its first record deal. Having read your memoir, The Paths We Choose, would you say this documentary is merely the film adaptation of what's in that book? I would hope so i haven't really seen an edit yet i'm waiting but um that was the goal was to try to get this somehow documented on film and you know hearing the stories through all the people that were in the book um and so i'm you know i'm hoping that it has the integrity and feel that the book has but i haven't seen it yet so it's yet to be said i look forward to seeing it ourselves Do do you think that'll be out before the end of the year I don't know. I'm hoping. Yeah, sure. It is a busy rest of 2019 for Godsmack, including, again, the big tour with Hailstorm, which kicks off in September. Wish you nothing but the best, as always, Sully. Take care of yourself and have fun out there, man. Great. We'll see you soon. Thank you.